Hey, when we talk about wrestling spiritually, we're talking about the struggle of bringing your heart and soul into alignment with God. Struggling is part of the process for the Christian. I think sometimes we think, we think you know, struggling is bad or wrong. And if you're struggling against God, that's true. But when you're struggling and is leading to God's ultimate purpose in your life, then struggling is a good thing. Well, you say, well, what is God's ultimate purpose for my life? Well, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. What is his purpose? Well, Paul says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So God's one of God's fundamental purposes for you is that one day you will stand before him molded and shaped into the image of Jesus. And in this life, everything is leading to that. The good things, the things that feel good, and the difficult things, the adversity. In fact, oftentimes it's in the adversity that God does his greatest shaping. This series is meant to help you wrestle in a way that leads you to being shaped into the image of Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes we wrestle when we go through physical suffering and there's unanswered prayer in our life. I mean, this is a really, really personal thing oftentimes. And, and you know, sometimes the suffering is in silence and there's this silent struggle with God that nobody else knows about. And in that, in that place of pain, we're wondering why God hasn't answered our prayers or why God hasn't come through. And interestingly enough, Paul went through that very thing in fact, there's a story in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 where Paul is relating this autobiographical piece of his life. You know, he'd been given this amazing and extraordinary revelation from God. And as he was given this revelation from God, he was also buffeted in his flesh by the adversary. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded, so he prayed. I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, this was God's response to his prayers, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul responds to that and he says, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, so Paul, you know, was an individual who was given great revelation, but he was also someone who suffered physically. There was something that God allowed. It was an instrument that came through the adversary, through the devil, but there was something that God was allowing for a reason. A couple of things here that I think will really help you if you're struggling with unanswered prayer and physical suffer suffering. Number one is this, Paul, Paul's first reaction was prayer. Paul's first reaction was prayer. You know, when you go through suffering, what do you turn to? Sometimes when we're hurting, you know, we, we lean back into those things that helped us escape from pain before we were believers in Christ. It might be drugs for you or alcohol. It might have been those things. Maybe it was sexual experience or relationship. Maybe when you go through times of suffering and pain, you just pour yourself into work or you escape into the virtual reality world. Now the reality for us as Christians is our reflex to suffering needs to be prayer. Our reflex to suffering needs to be prayer. When, when God allows that type of adversity in our life, it should, it should pull us into prayer, not push us away from it. It's interesting that Paul pleaded until God said, hey, that's enough. Paul prayed three times and God 
essentially said, this is my will for your life. Paul did get an answer. It was most likely a difficult one to hear. The answer was no. Number one is this, when you're hurting, turn to prayer. The second thing is this, there is purpose in suffering. You know, God essentially says to the Apostle Paul, this is not against you, it's for you. And I think that's hard for us because when we're hurting, it doesn't feel like there's divine purpose in it. I mean, it's hard for us to connect the present pain we're walking through and the reality of a loving God who's allowing it. But remember, as Christians, we don't discern God's purposes based on the way that circumstances feel. Bad, difficult, painful circumstances, those things, just because they hurt, it doesn't mean that they're not from God. We recognize that there's a divine purpose in everything that God allows in our life. In fact, God says to Paul, this is for you. This isn't working against you. I've allowed this to protect you from yourself. Paul, you've been given this great, amazing revelation. I love you enough to keep you in a place of humility. So I've allowed this adversity in your life. Paul had to learn that the thing that hurts was in fact sent by God to help. And I think sometimes we need to be open to that as well. The third thing that Paul learns here is that grace empowered him to prevail. It was the grace of God that empowered him to prevail. People have different opinions as to what this thorn in the flesh was, but what Paul understood from what God said to him was this, my grace is sufficient. Yeah, Paul, this is gonna to be tough and there's physical suffering and this is my purpose for you. You've done the right thing, you've prayed, but the truth, truth is this, that it is my grace that is gonna empower you to prevail. In those moments where you feel like you can't go on, where you feel like you can't take another step, you can be empowered by the grace of God. When you wake up in the morning and you're looking at your day and you're thinking, man, I just don't even know if I can get out of bed this morning. I don't know how I can endure this day. It is God's grace that will bring you strength. When you're dealing with one more doctor's appointment and you've just had so many that you just don't feel like you can take one more, it will be God's grace that enables you to do that. When you're walking through a time of loss and, and you can imagine living your life when you've lost someone you love. It will be the grace of God that fills your heart. You know, your strength is not enough, but God's grace is. And God gives you His grace in great abundance. You know, it is really only in the moments of weakness that we experience God's grace strengthening us. And so in that moment of weakness, listen, you have to choose it. You have to say, God, you know what? I'm choosing your grace to strengthen me in this moment. And as I make this prayer, I'm gonna believe by faith that you will supply it and I'm going to walk in it. And that's the final thing that we see in Paul's life. He embraced his weaknesses. I mean, Paul got to the place where he was experiencing the power of God through his grace so sincerely that Paul said, you know what? When it comes to difficulty and infirmity and adversity in my life, I'm gonna boast. I'm not gonna complain. I'm not gonna live my life as if my life is defined my, by my deficiencies. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna act as if God doesn't come through for me or God's not present or, or I don't, as a Christian, have what it takes to get through another day. Paul's like, no, that's the opposite. I'm gonna boast in my weaknesses because what I've discovered is that when I am weak, the power of Christ rests upon me. And that was the math that Paul did. My weakness equals Christ's strength. Can you do that? 
Like, I don't know what you're struggling with, and I'm not saying that these steps are easy steps, but to be in a place where you can say, I'm going to embrace my weaknesses because my weakness equals Christ's strength. That's the place of empowering, and that is the place of God's blessing for you.